Welcome to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forziati, Senior Web Editor here at CI. The AV industry, like virtually every other industry, is going through a time right now where it has to rethink how it does business and how it looks for opportunities in new markets, and even where it can reimagine existing markets where AV has had a solid presence. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought about significant challenges for the industry, particularly in the way of live events and entertainment. The cinema industry is essentially at a standstill, as top companies are suggesting that they could be in for a long winter. Likewise, holiday festivities that typically draw large crowds will be hard to come by in most parts of the U.S., so it's up to AV pros to find new and innovative and safe ways to entertain many people and keep the entertainment industry alive. On today's episode of AV Plus, CI editor Zach Como speaks with Joe Conover, a live entertainment expert at Panasonic, about what integrators can do to stay relevant and to keep live events industries moving forward. And since there's not much to report in AV News this week, we'll get right to that conversation now. So what are some specific examples of, of how AV you know, is facilitating that shift to, you know, everything uh, virtual or kind of that hybrid idea. You've seen some of the stopgap measurements, um, you know, drive-ins, for example, over the summer, right? People are striving for that communal experience and mm. striving to get out of the house and, and see some of that content with friends or family. And that drive-in experience, um, utilizing projection um, as a technology, um, certainly opened that conversation up. Um, you know, the legs on that and the longevity of that is, I guess, to be determined. And it certainly is um, different from state to state, depending on what the winter environment is, as we mentioned, opening up this call. Um, and certainly has different applications. So even just that, that stopgap measurement, let's throw a projector in a parking lot, do some cool sound and, you know, maybe have a live experience in there or just watch a movie, whatever that may be. Um, projection lends itself to do that rather easily, especially in Panasonic, where our projection is uh, some of the most compact, brightest, um, and versatile um, projection that can be utilized in that space. Strap it on top of a van and bring it to a parking lot and crank some sound. You got yourself a drive-in, right? <laughs> but going deeper into that is the creation of uh, a, a really uh, a thoughtful solution utilizing the technology of Panasonic. We also have at our disposal, um, again, one of the things that's really taken off is our remote production facilities. Uh, esports, as an example, certainly went through the roof with just the, the aspect of the, the pandemic and everyone going online. So for us at Panasonic, we have our, our, our cameras, our, our, uh, our PTZ cameras, our, um, our studio cameras, uh, our controls and switching apparatuses, our sound system projection and displays as well can really create a turnkey solution, not just for esports, but for any remote um, broadcasting scenario. Um, throw a green screen up, stream from your garage um, or whatever that is. Um, and we certainly moved quickly to make sure that we could provide a turnkey solution for some of those aspects. And that's just one thing that, you know, we're really putting together the power of the company Panasonic with all its divisions to say, what can we create a solution moving forward? How can we help companies through this? The next phase of that is, well, what can we really create moving forward, right? What can, what is that concert look like moving forward? 
is there a place for this technology, maybe with some honing or some partnerships or some development on our side um, with our factories? Can we create a space, um, a fully immersive space, um, that maybe you are comfortable going with with 10 or 20 of your COVID you know, close friends and having a concert experience um, in, in a physical space like a defunct retail or a restaurant space that's no longer being utilized. There's a plethora of space available now. Is that a place we can do a truly immersive experience where you can have a personalized experience with some of your favorite artists or venues? Uh, I think so. Can we create a 360 projected uh, area, you know, walls and uh, and floors and create some good sound and give you an app that you can, you know, bring in some food and bed and some some, uh, cordials and and have yourself a fun time with friends and have that experience um, without, you know, going to that concert uh, based on what it is? We think so. We think that's part of the solution is the creation of these immersive experiences in, in smaller venues. Um, and we believe there's, uh, you know, there could be an ROI on that with a little bit of development. So yeah. we've seen the stopgap measurement. We've seen, you know, what we can utilize just by the utilization of our divisions and companies within Panasonic. And then, of course, moving forward as well, what can we really create um, based on needs and, and ROI to really help our entertainment yeah. partners moving forward? I've seen uh, a lot, a handful of artists. Um, I'm sure there's more that you know I did, I'm just not aware of. Um, you know, doing that that kind of virtual concert. Uh, I think the latest was uh, Billie Eilish. Um, yeah, they, they cool, right? One. Yeah. yeah, and um, a few a few bands I listened to. Um, this um, this like Instagram sensation, Mark Rebier. I'm not if, if you're not familiar. Uh, I am not. Oh, so he uh, just. Does loops in his in his kitchen and live streams, but he also does he's he's done live concerts for a couple of years now. That's awesome. Um, he makes these really really funny songs. Um, so do you do you think that kind of thing has staying power? You know, once the vaccine is developed and you know we're allowed to go to these concerts again. And, yeah. You know, as kind of like an, an add on at a maybe like a price at a lower tier, something like that. I completely do, and I, I did see the Billie Eilish uh, scenario. As as most things in production, um, uh, as I mentioned here in, in Los Angeles, uh, moved to that XR, right, that extended reality, the blend of mixed realities, the blend of physical um, spaces um, and performance certainly lends itself greatly now. Some We've seen some really good talented productions going on and you're going to see more as you know Hollywood just recently ramped up with their productions a lot of them utilizing that um, technology for that um, and behind the scenes a lot of that um, XR uh, stages are either projected with high pixel rate and high brightness or an LED uh, product as well to create these uh, digital stages but that XR is certainly lends itself greatly to view that on a platform and deliver media to somebody through a platform of display or mobile or whatever that may be. And it looks amazing. It's just getting yeah. better every day. And a lot of uh, my colleagues and good friends um, within those companies have done amazing development on, on those platforms. Um, but yet that's only through the utilization of delivering that through, you know, like a mobile platform, right? Or seeing that in your living room. Um, I think the blend 
of XR and those physical spaces going to a destination it is certainly going to be the future, right? So as we discussed, that has an aspect of it. But when you want to gather communally with people, which people strive to do, um, I think you're going to see all those technologies uh, coming to light to provide a truly immersive experience in a physical space that you can actually gather in as well mm. um, and make that personalized. What's to say that, you know, that experience, you know, you're on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast. It doesn't necessarily mean we can't share that experience, right? Through the use of technology, we can have some sort of bonding experience. You and I both like Weezer or Ween or whatever it may be. My other favorite. Yeah. Um, you can do that through the use of technology uh, in a physical space. So I think you're going to see all these things coming to fruition to create those environments and certainly all the technologies, as we mentioned, that Panasonic has, including partnerships, including XR and the d- d- delivery of digital media, uh, certainly has an aspect to creating those solutions. Um, let's go back to drive-ins for a second. There is a uh, wonderful little drive-in um, that I used to go to where I where I grew up. And I don't know of any others in the state of Massachusetts. I'm sure there are, but there's probably maybe one or two others. Um, Far and few in between, for sure. Yeah, and, and and the one I used to go to is still still kicking, still there. Um, I think they I think they're open for most of this year. Um, are you seeing more interest in drive-ins now that you know they're kind of a safe alternative to a uh, indoor movie theater? And can you 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 kind of mentioned this, the idea of like a pop-up. Uh, drive-in theater. Can you elaborate on that? And, you know, is that an actual trend we're seeing? Yeah, for sure. Um, and kudos to those people that hung on to those drive-ins, uh, you know, coming from myself and my childhood, some some great places, but they are hard to find, right? There's a little mm-hmm. bit more on the West just because of the weather, I think, but right. still very hard to find those traditional um, drive-in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they've experienced some you know, they were set up, right? So <clears throat> I think they're, that's a great experience. I think it's a harder experience for the pop-ups, um, the ones in, uh, you know, we have a parking lot or we have a venue somewhere. Um, I think those are a little bit more difficult uh, per se because of the, just the nature of the layout. It's a great experience. You come in with a car full of people. You can have there, you can tune into an FM station, be it on your app or what have you, um, and then watch, you know, a, a simple blow-up screen, uh, on the side of the parking lot with a decent projector can really have a nice experience um, for everybody. Um, so I think they're just like the immersive experiences are different levels to that. Um, we've seen some uh, neat events, some success. Um, we've seen the opening of some rooftops as well. So again, just watching a movie on a rooftop with a limited capacity uh, certainly lends itself to having a fine experience. I just think there's inherited challenges there other than as you opened up with those traditional movie theaters are best suited for longevity when it comes to that. Um, I think it's a very viable solution moving forward. I think they're just like concert venues and such going back into movie theaters um, is certainly going to be challenged. So they need to really you know think about that market. I think it was already challenged to begin with. So this certainly doesn't help that experience. And it really comes down to what kind of experience do I get versus the amount of money that I spend for this. But just like we talked about immersive 360 experiences, fully immersive experiences, drive-ins are the same scenario. You have your top-level experience, which I think is at your traditional venues um, that have been there historically. 
and then you have pop-ups and rooftops. So it, it crosses the gamut of different experiences across the board. Um, but certainly the winter months are going to be challenging uh, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. are you willing to take out the viewing experience is a challenge, right? Two people in the front see it great unless you're outside of your vehicle, which some do, some don't lend to that. Um, but it, it certainly has its challenges. But again, um, I think we'll see some aspect of that continuing moving forward until um, you know, people are comfortable back up going into traditional movie theaters. How about uh, these kind of, um, you know, immersive uh, outdoor displays? Uh, the best one I can think of is uh, in New Hampshire, a few hours away from where I am now. Um, there's a, they call, they're called the ice castles and they, you know, project these really cool colors on them. And it's, it's really, it's just really, you know, visually, visually stunning thing to look at. Um, you know, yeah. how can AV, you know, do more of that to, you know, get people, kind of, kind of lure people out of their homes and, you know, get them, uh, to, you know, uh, I guess contribute to the economy again. Yeah, and those are some great, great experiences. You know, that's uh, projection mapping being utilized there. So not just typical projection being, you know, projected onto a wall um, in a format uh, there with, like, movie as a media, but projection mapping to create a neat um, experience, uh, be it inside or outside. In this case, as most of them are external on the, the facade of a building or such, Um certainly lends itself to a great walking experience or drive-through experience. They've always been great. They certainly lend themselves to, um, you know, traditionally, um, you know, their production of those certainly work now. We see that a lot in the holidays. I've been quite busy of recent. Um, a lot of people have done them for Halloween and such, these mm. different, um, you know, mapping experiences um, and in an environment. Production uh, of those is, is still a challenge, obviously. They're usually smaller productions, so, but, you know, there's certainly logistics involved in the mapping of that. Um, we've done some neat ones, um, and we've all had to learn to work a little bit different, you know, with uh, the safety of COVID in mind. Um, but uh, we've done some really neat ones that I think we can call success. One of the, the most recent is uh, in Las Vegas, um, there's an event space there now and an immersive experience called Area 15 that just recently opened up there um, where it has a, a lot of immersive uh, interior and exterior. But we did a projection mapping onto uh, onto a, a physical, um, a practical object, which is a skull. Um, and we did that with Bart Cressa Studios. Um, and what we did was is, we thought, how can we set up projection and the mapping aspect in a safe environment um, with a very small crew? And what we did was we utilized our, our PTZ cameras um, from outside the facility. We set up PTZ cameras within this closed facility onto the skull. And before we even turned a projector on, um, Barcresta Studios was able to align um, the projection and the mapping utilizing our PTC cameras from a remote trailer, uh, production trailer outside in the parking lot, um, where everybody was safe. And this was back in, in June. So, uh, wow. you know, we're really utilizing this to, to get really creative, um, and figure out how to do that. So we use that remote solution to set the unit up. It's been set up. It was been fired up for some weeks. Area 15 is up and running. And you could see some of these experiences in different states, but uh, 
certainly there's a lot of them right now. Throughout the holidays, you really see them uh, being utilized now. So you can have these drive-by experiences with the family yeah. in the car and see something really cool out there as well. Curious, what, what's the sales pitch when, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are hesitant to spend money right now on, on, you know, technology like this, which is kind of, um, you know, unnecessary. Um, it's, it's, it's entertainment. It's a, it's a luxury. So what's the, what's the sales pitch, um, you know, to these uh, organizations to, you know, spend money on, on, on these kind of uh, immersive technologies? Well, again, technology is, is always an investment in entertainment. As I said earlier, I think what has changed is everybody has stopped and paused and says, moving forward, what are the revenue opportunities? What are my investment opportunities into entertainment when it comes back? Um, and that's entertainment for um, fixed installations, as we're speaking about here, but it's also temporary installations like you see in just traditional uh, events and shows. Right. So what is that looking forward? What is the investment um, right now? People are doubling down. People are investing in this technology, um, but they're thinking about it a little bit differently. You know what aspect of it is. A lot of it is I need to be bigger and brighter and larger. A lot of it's now traditionally moving to on camera. Right. So you see in sports quite a bit. Right. There's no physical presence with an audience for some of these sporting events, be it NHL or NFL or or whatever it may be. But that show still has to go on. There still has to be an entertainment aspect to that. So a lot of these conversations are we need to do it differently. We need to be more creative. But certainly the investment's going to be there. People are longing for entertainment. I think people will always long for entertainment. You are quite right. A lot of people are, are, are certainly challenged uh, financially these days. Um, but certainly there's that aspect of people are just wanting to come back to some form of entertainment, yeah. no matter what that is, um, for that, um, you know, aspect of what entertainment provides us, just a moment of, uh, of relief from uh, the real world. Right. Um, so all of these technologies are largely not new. I know we're using them in, in a little bit different uh, way right now. Um, so what would you say to integrators? Um I guess how, what do integrators need to do differently when they when they talk about this technology and, and you know how should they deploy it differently and I guess what should be just top of their mind um, when they're talking to customers about this? Uh, I used to you know actually uh, before I was I was here I had my own um, company and uh, I did my own installations for quite some time and I still carry that mentality through when I speak to speak to to clients uh, of uh, of the integration channel and I think right now it's just the ability to listen and solve um, and to do things differently um, so I am a big believer in listening twice as much as you speak <laughs> when this so it, people are challenged customers are challenged financially and logistically on how to put this on so it's it's those companies and those integrators that can adapt to that and kind of get out of their box and provide a solution that maybe they didn't think of uh, nine months ago. I think it's those companies that will really rise to the top um, and be able to provide that in a safe manner um, and a comfortable manner. Um, you know, you really see that now in Hollywood, right? There, there is no large productions going on and unless you can really provide this in, in a safe way. Um, so traditional it, it, it is done. 
you really got to be creative and think out of the box and and do that in in a caring way of asking you know how can I help you and that's that's all my conversations have been for nine months is is yeah. how can we Panasonic help you as a company um, to ensure a, a future for all of us in, in this um, and that's the only thing I could say and I think it's those integrators and uh, I know of a few that are just doing some amazing um, some amazing ideas of, of of how to provide solutions differently than they were thinking about. And those are the companies to, to look out for moving forward. Can you give a few examples? Well, again, I think uh, as that example I used at Area 15 is quite interesting. I have a physical space. We have to put on a show, but, you know, we're not going to do it in the same capacity, um, you know, in the same way we did it, with just a bunch of load in and guys all over and trucks everywhere and, you know, just uh, herds of people coming in and out. So it's how can we do that systematically? How can we do that safely? Um, that is the question. Mapping, for instance, um, some of the recent ones we've done, um, there's a lot more distance, whereas people would really walk up and have, uh, you know, those exterior mapping installations and would, there would be a large gathering of people walking in. So now everything's timed. There's a walk through, so there's a flow. And that all has to be considered when you come to the installation uh, and the content, quite frankly. You know, what does that look like? Um, so everything's differently. The timing, the flow, and the movement of people, the queue, and how people are staged and, and pending uh, entry, all has to be a consideration of that. And I think when it's done well, it works very well. But certainly it's not business as usual, for sure.